Welcome to week two of our series called Reruns. This is one of our most fun series and our favorite series of the year. We watch some of our favorite television shows of past and present, and we pull biblical principles out in a fun way. This whole series is designed to be an easy way to invite your friends and family to church, maybe to experience church in a fun way like they never have before. So I encourage you to be a part of one of our experiences in person at one of our campuses. We're having popcorn and Little Debbie's and Cokes. It is a ton of fun. You can join us at 9 or 1015 in Columbiana or in Alabaster. Well, last week we watched Young Sheldon, uh, one of the most funny shows, I think, on television. It's a CBS show, the prequel uh, to The Big Bang Theory, all about Sheldon's life, if you were a fan of that show. In the weeks to come, we're going to be watching a classic, The Middle. We're also going to be watching a new ABC show called Abbott Elementary. And then today, we're watching a new show from Fox called Welcome to Flatch. This show premiered in March of this year, and it's about a small town. It's a mockumentary-style show, which means it's like a documentary. And the show revolves around a small town in Ohio where they drop in just to record small-town life, just to observe what it's like to live in a small town. And this small town just, has to, just happens to be full of crazy people. There's all kinds of different people, different characters, and different personalities. It really is sort of a crazy show. Now, the main two characters are Kelly and a guy named Shrub. Kelly and Shrub are friends and they're relatives, and it revolves around just their life and their crazy antics of what they do in this small town. In this episode, we're actually watching season one, episode nine, and in this episode, it kind of kicks off with Kelly and Shrub, and they're trying to be uh, famous social media influencers. Many of you will understand that because today, everybody wants to be a social media influencer, and they're trying to find something to become a big hit. They're recording everything that they can record, doing all kind of crazy things. But suddenly in this episode, Kelly has a plan that she thinks is going to shoot her views all the way to the moon. You see, their pastor used to be in a Christian boy band called Amen. And the pastor and one of the previous members of this boy band, uh, they had a falling out. They, they, they got mad over something in the band and they haven't spoken for years. And there's this rift between the two of them. And she's decided in a deceptive way that she's going to get this former member whose name is Julius to come into town to surprise her pastor and she's going to film it all. And she thinks Sparks is going to fly and it's going to be this big blow up and it's going to make her Instagram, TikTok, social media famous. So she has devised this plan to get him into town, but it's in a deceptive way. And so throughout this episode, we're going to learn about the motives of our life and the motives of our heart and the motives in which we choose to do things and why we do it and the, uh, the, the, the ramifications that it has, the consequences that it has, the effect that your life and mine has by the way that we live our life. At Cultivate Church, we say to live life on purpose. Everything we do impacts someone Else, And we're going to learn that throughout this episode. I want you to take a look at this first scene as we begin to see both Kelly and Shrub trying to start their social media influencing. Check this out. So there's 
not a lot to do in Flatch, like entertainment wise, so we make videos. Almost. Oh! Oh, oh, oh! Go! Wait, wait, this is our best one, look. Hey, followers, today we're about to bear me shrub in the face. Three, two, one! You might not know this, but reunion videos are very popular yes, online. Yes. So we landed a whale. Okay, Julius from Father Joe's old religious boy band, Amen, is in town. He's playing a show yeah, and talk. And we're gonna get him here and we're gonna film that reunion with Father Joe. I'm an influencer. That's a fact. Uh -huh. Okay. But in terms of, you know, numbers, we've technically never gotten over 25 views on a video. But if we get our numbers up, we can become like legit mega influencers. Mm. AK loads of free stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I follow this one girl, and sometimes cases of chips will just show up at her house. You know, like flavors that aren't even out yet. Like hot vanilla crunch. Dude, I cannot believe you actually got Julius to come here. Like, what did you even say? Nothing. Persuasion is one of my skills. I can also suck my stomach in weird so it looks like E.T.'s face. What? This only has like three greens. What a ripoff. So I'm actually pretty much an expert on what musicians like when they're on tour. I read most of an article about it. All green M&Ms is a big one. Probably where the term green room comes from. This is serious. We have a celebrity coming, okay? My job is to keep him happy. Happy Julius equals happy reunion video equals hot vanilla crunch Doritos. Simple math. There he is. Hello, Julius. Sick bike. <sighs> okay, where's the dying kid? You, you told him I was dying. It's the only way to get him here without ruining the surprise reunion. Uh, Just play along till we get the video. Let's get to it. <sighs> okay, Julius. Please help yourself to anything here. We have M&Ms. All green, obviously. Not an idiot. Pineapple soda. Oh, and this is a special edition Minions 2 Jello pudding. Mm. Can I just get a water? Oh, of course. Sparkling or tap? Definitely sparkling. Is tap okay? Yeah, not a great start. I mean, we don't even drink the water. I know you got a million questions for me, so hit me. What do you want to know? This is your moment. Uh, he just, he must be so nervous. He's definitely not so dumb that he can't think of a single question. Yeah, how about this? What's your favorite song of mine? Um, song? Uh, oh, that, that's a toughie. Uh, probably all of them. You want to sing one? No, that. Come on, get up, get up. Boom. Gotta do the move. Bones, bones, bones. Yahweh. Yahweh. For the highway. Do the move, do the move. Yeah. Yahweh. 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 For the highway. Do the Yahweh. Yahweh. I'm gonna kill her. Yahweh. Okay, you guys, I'm sorry to interrupt. 
Um, but we, it's actually, we have to head over to the church for another big surprise. Look, this better not be another dying kid, because I only agreed to one. No, sir. You were very clear in your email. Great. Who's driving? Now you can see what I'm saying about this kind of being a, a crazy, wild show. Have you ever been so focused on something that you put all of your time, all of your attention, and all of your effort into this one thing? That you wanted something so bad and became so laser focused on doing something or accomplishing something that was going to please you and make you happy, but yet everything else around you suffered. Maybe you notice relationships start to suffer. Maybe you notice your job starts to suffer or your responsibilities that you should be doing start to suffer. You see, many of us get so laser focused because we have a motive or we have an ambition or something in life. Many of us do this with our careers and with our jobs. We can get so caught up in our career and so caught up in our job that we forget about our family, that we forget about the fact that they matter or that we have kids or that spending time with our kids are the things that matter the most. Some of us do this with the hobbies that we have. We get so caught up in doing the things that we enjoy that we forget about the responsibilities of keeping up the house or keeping up our responsibilities in whatever area of your life. And you can see that things start to suffer. Well, see, Kelly's doing the same thing here. She's so focused on being a social media star, a social media influencer, that as she's laser-focused on accomplishing that, everything else around her begins to start to suffer. We have to examine our motives. The Bible says in Proverbs 16 and 2 that people may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. You see, the Bible's teaching us that it may seem normal to us. It may seem okay. It may seem like your motives are pure and that you're not trying to cause harm or you're not trying to uh, eliminate your responsibilities or not do what you're supposed to do or take care of the people that are around you. It's not that you're intentionally trying to hurt those who are around you by the motives that you have, but sometimes when we don't focus correctly, when we don't submit ourselves to God, when we don't let Him check the motive of our heart, everything around us falls apart. People may be pure in our own eyes, but see, it's the Lord that examines the heart. It's really aligning our motives with God that actually tells you if you're on the right path, if you're making the right decisions, if you're doing the right thing. Because when our motives are out of alignment, it even affects our relationship with God. When your motives are not pure and in the right place, if God's not in the center of everything that we do, well, it affects our relationship with Him. The Bible says in James 4 and 3, that even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. So your motives, they matter. The motives of your heart today, it matters. I want to ask you this question. What are the motives of your life? Why are you spending so much time investing in what you're investing in? Why do you spend so much energy doing what you do? Why are you at the office so much? Why are you chasing that hobby so much? Why is it that you have aligned your life the way that you've aligned it? And let me ask you this really crucial question. Where's your relationship with God in the middle of all of your motives? Because if it's not right, if it's not in alignment, the Bible says you can pray, you can ask, you can, you can attempt to do everything right, but it all falls apart and it all falls short if your motives are not correct. And not only does it affect your own life, not only does it affect your relationship with God, 
but it affects the lives of everybody around you. Take a look at this next scene and check out what Kelly's motives have affected the other people that are around her. Take a look at this. The Gardening Club's big meatloaf dinner fundraiser is tonight. The ladies are very particular. Father Joe, did you remember to change out those buffet warmers for electric? I did, June. Oh, okay. Hey, now. Joe? What are you doing here? You, you guys should, like, hog and reunite. I just have to... Probably just shock. He's so happy. Oh, 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 we, we got a runner. We got a runner. Hey, buddy. We kind of lost you back there. How are you doing? Kelly, you just can't spring something like that on me. My relationship with Amen is complicated. I had a pretty big ego back then, and it didn't end great. It was bad. It was at the Religious Music Awards, the Gotties. And for some reason, that was the night that Joe decided to tell the band that he was going solo. I thought they'd be happy for me. Solo Joe. I wasn't thinking straight. It's hard to keep your ego in check when your face is on posters next to Jesus. Right. When we won our Gotti, things only got worse. Joe hogged the mic for the entire speech, and you could just see Julius fuming. Finally, he lunges at the mic, and they start wrestling, and Joe rips off one of Julius's shirt sleeves. Joe's shirt was already sleeveless. By the end, they were just rolling around on the ground. I mean, it was crazy. I was there. After that, we went our separate ways. But, um, Julius, he loved the band. I took away the one good thing he had. Uh, look at it this way, you know? This could be your chance to clear the air, you know? That's actually a very good point, Kelly. Thank you for listening. No problem, of course. You know, and when you do talk to him, definitely don't be scared to, you know, shed a few tears. Oh. Let's get you up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so lovely of you to come visit your old friend, Joe. I'm not here for Joe. I'm here because that kid's dying. <clears throat> Great. Now June thinks I'm dying, which means the whole town is going to think I'm dying in about 10 minutes. Word travels fast and flash. You see, because Kelly's motives are really just to be famous. It's to elevate herself. It's all about her. She's doing it at the expense of others. You see, other people are suffering as, uh, as she begins to make decisions, all because her motives are wrong. Take a look at it. Shrub, he's used as the fake dying kid. He is told that he's used as the scapegoat, really, that he's being told that he's dying, and so that's why everybody wants to place attention. That's why Julius is showing up. That is the reason, the motive, that she's using him so that she can be famous. Julius was brought in on a total lie. He's come to town now being faced in a difficult situation of a former friend. Now they're having to navigate that all because he was told a lie, but he was doing something good for a kid that was dying. Father Joe being forced to face the previous hurt. You see, her motives were all focused on herself. And all around her, everyone else is suffering the consequences 
of her motives. I want to ask you a sobering question today. If you were to take inventory of those closest to you, your relationship with God, your relationship with your family, your friends, your co-workers, is their relationships suffering with you because of the motives of your life? Are you chasing something that you want? Are you making decisions that you think are just going to benefit you, yet in the middle of it all, it's hurting everybody else? Romans 5, 18 and 19 shows us just how living our life and making decisions affect other people. It says, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. You see, the Bible is teaching us the importance of our motives and the decisions that we make. You see, because Adam, his motives were impure and he sinned, we have all paid the consequence because sin rules in our world. You and I are born as sinful people because of the sin of Adam. But yet because of Jesus and the decision he made, the motive of his life was to reconnect us to a relationship with God. Because his motive was all about us and he sacrificed himself for it. Today, we can have right relationship with God all because of his motives. Yet because Adam's mo motives was about pleasing themselves, taking the fruit, disobeying God, we have all been affected negatively. You see, the motive of your life today leads to the decisions that you make, and the decisions that you make affect everyone that's around you. Check your motives today. What are your motives? What are the motives of your life, and what are they producing in your life? In this next scene, we see a deeper impact of Kelly's decisions. We see the deeper impact of Kelly's motives on both Shrub and Father Joe. Check this out. I, just, I feel so guilty. I robbed you so much. <laughs> Joe, come on, man. Rob me? My life's great. I mean, sure, I hated you at the time, but I have zero regrets. I got my solo career, kids. Wow. Gorgeous wife. I mean, you should see her. Even more gorgeous tomato farm. Okay? I should be thanking you. I have two boats. Really? Two boats? Yeah, you gotta have two. In case one breaks, right? Kelly, can you just give us a moment? Okay. So what about you? You gotta be still performing, right? No, no. Bands? Yeah, I, I, I'm actually the, the minister of this church. Oh, you know what? I did hear that. You know, you must really love this place. I took a peek at your office and that thing is smaller than some of my closets. Yeah. You married? No. Girlfriend, right? Fiance? Nope. You got like a dog or anything? Well, he seems to be doing well. Very well. Way better than I am, actually. That's a... That's a load off. Phew! <laughs> Okay, shrub, you can let go now. Sorry. So what do you want to do next? You want to learn some choreography? Um, no, I, I'm pretty wiped. Uh, side effect of dying, I guess. Right. Hey, listen, if this kid's spent, that's fine. Dwayne, I'm pretty exhausted, too, so you got a place I can take him at? 
stock. It's like no one cares that I'm dying. Like, everyone's just going about their business. I, I, the mailman saw me staring right at him. Nothing. I mean, it's been hours. Dude. I, I, everyone knows by now. I have not got a, a single call or text. Nothing. Not even stupid Mickey. Hey, when Julius wakes up and comes downstairs, I'm going to need you to hit him with a bear mace, cool? Kelly, I think I know why no one cares that I'm dying. Because you're not dying? Yeah, but they don't know that, Kelly. So everyone technically should be freaking out, and they're not. And you know why? Because I've totally wasted my life. That's ridiculous. No, I have. I've completely wasted it. I should have tried to meet my father. I should have told my nan I loved her more. I should have made things work with Beth, my one true love. Obviously, my biggest regret, I never went down the devil's backbone. The devil's backbone is this, like, super scary drop-off that kids would go down on their scooters back when scooters were a thing. And, like, if you did it, like, just, you were an instant legend. But every time I went up, I just chickened out. So now that is my legacy. You see, Kelly's selfish motives have now had an even deeper impact on the people around her. Father Joe feels worse about himself. He's had a conversation to learn, wow, my life is really not great. His life is unraveling around him. He's falling into depression. He feels like a loser, like he's done nothing, like he's accomplished nothing, like his life doesn't matter. Not because of himself, but he feels that way because it's the impact of the decisions that Kelly has made. He woke up that day, everything was fine and everything was normal. But Kelly's motives, Kelly's decision to be a famous social media influencer and to use other people to get to where she wants to be has made him feel worse. Poor Shrub, he feels like his life is absolutely meaningless, like he's wasted it. He feels like he has no purpose. He feels like he hasn't accomplished anything, like he's just taken up space on the planet walks away completely defeated, like life is totally over. And all of this is the result of one person's motives. What if today the motive of your life was to be a blessing to somebody else? What if the motive of every day of your life was to bless somebody that was around you? What if your motive was to please God and to live for Him and to serve Him and to do what He's called us to do? What kind of difference would that make? Clearly our motives our decisions have impact on those who are around us. The Bible says in Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Here's the secret sauce behind your motives. Don't be selfish. Don't think about yourself and yourself alone. We have this phenomenon in our, in our culture today where we all want to be seen. We all want to be known. I think personally it began with YouTube. And I love YouTube, but I remember when YouTube started. I'm old enough to know that YouTube didn't exist, and then one day there it was, and everybody wanted to become a YouTube star. You put yourself online. You put your own videos. You become YouTube online famous. You see, it closed the gap between famous Hollywood, where most people thought they could never achieve, and now you have superstars from their living room right there on YouTube. And it only continued with other forms of social media that we have. And it's created this desire to fuel our own selves 
where we think it's about us, how many likes and how many clicks. And I know you may be thinking, well, I have no desire to be social media famous. I don't even have social media. Well, listen, we take that same attitude, that same motive into every aspect of our life. But we can change that by what the Bible says. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. It's not about looking good for everybody else. It's not about how much you can acquire for yourself. It's not about how new your stuff can become. It's not about how nice everything you have is on the outside. It's not about what other people think. Just be humble. Think of others as better than yourself. Try to elevate somebody else. When we minimize me and we maximize you, I'm living the way Christ wanted me to live. Jesus said, the first must become last. And Jesus himself, the Son of God, lowered himself as a servant and began to serve other people. His humility thought of other people as better than him. He didn't look out for his own interests, but he looked out for the interest of others too. Today, don't just look out for yourself and what you can acquire and what you can become. Shift your motives to think about others too. In this last scene, we see the conclusion of how all this plays out. Take a look at this last scene. There's only one answer to a meaningless life. Devil's back, mound. You dropping in? Yeah. <clears throat> you can go ahead of me. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just a man who's completely done nothing with his life. Yeah, I'm great. Okay. I can see my tombstone now. Here lies Shrub Mallet, a super cool skull with flames coming out of the eyes. I don't know. Is it expensive to get pictures on there? So I've been in the middle of a run, and I got that spaghetti dinner in an hour. So if you're okay, I can, you know. Wow. Wow. This is bad. You're literally paid to care about people, and even you don't even care that I'm dying. Great. Dying? Nobody told me you're dying. Exactly! I'm not actually dying. I just... Do you ever just, like, feel like you missed your chance to matter? I mean, like, not you, obviously, because you're just, like, God's soldier or whatever, but... Actually, I know what you mean. If I would have stuck with Amen, maybe things would have been different for me. I could have had a house wife. She would have worked at the newspaper, could have kids. I would have had a recording studio in the basement. Dave Matthews would have stopped by just to jam. At least one boat. French bulldog named Sausage. Or bacon, as long as it's a breakfast meat. You, you make your choices. Now I'm here. Yeah. Totally blew it. Oh, oh my God! Oh, oh my God. God! I'm so sorry! Oh, oh my God! Did you just see that? Wow. <laughs> I did. Whoa! Did I do a backflip? I 
<laughs> I can't even, I blacked out. I don't even remember. There he is. Surprise, Shrub. Yes, Shrub! This is no longer a fundraiser for the Garden Club. We used a melon baller on all the meatloaf and made it into a spaghetti fundraiser for you. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait, yeah. so like, everyone does care? Of course we care. Oh, we won't have any zinnias next year, but hopefully we'll still have a shrub. <clears throat> um, okay, um, so, quick announcement. Um, actually, hold on. Wow, um, these past 24 hours have taught me just a lot um, about, just about my legacy here on planet Earth. Today I went down the devil's backbone. Woo! Yes! That's Woo! Right. Yeah, you've got to face your fears, people. So like, now, I'm a legend. I guess I just, I had never realized how quickly you can go from being no one to like definitely someone and it, it's never too late and, and the best part of this whole thing I learned all of that and I'm not even dying you guys what like at all big misunderstanding yes yeah yeah let's eat well, I'm happy he's going to live but truthfully I'm happier I'm getting my zinnias Hey, hey, you didn't think I'd miss a spaghetti party with my own sauce, did you? Hey, I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure I'll fight you. Yeah, I did. Reunion! Sing a song! Sing a song! Sing a song! Come on! Sing a song! Please, please! Sing a song! Okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Stop! Come on, Joe, let's sing for him, man. Oh, I would, but I don't have any instruments. No, I got the backing tracks right here. I keep them in the cloud. So I can do karaoke in all my mansions. He don't know nothing about that. No. <laughs> Come on, make some noise for Amen. not to video the performance. It would have got a ton of views, but I learned something this week. You know, sometimes you just gotta be present or else you end up experiencing your whole life just through your phone. Also, my battery died. Thank you, Flash, we love you! It was awesome to perform again. But you know what? I don't want Julius's life. I like this one. I like being in a town that cares about zinnias and fake dying kids. Also, Cheryl did some digging, and it turns out that Julius's two boats are kayaks. That's like half a boat at best. I'm not saying that makes me feel any better, but it doesn't make me feel any worse. The motives of your life impact people in a deep way. The motives of your life are impacting your marriage. The motives of your life are impacting your children. 
The motives of your life are impacting your family relationships, your friend relationships, your co-workers, your boss, your employees. All the motives of your life are affecting people in a deep way. Listen, they affect your time. They affect your finances. They affect every aspect, even your health of your life. Your health is impacted by the motives that you have. I think today is a good day to just examine the motives of our life. And here's the cool thing about it. See, you remember that the Bible says that there's a way that seems right to us, but it's really God who tells us. It's really God who knows. It's really God who can determine our heart. So today, we ought to do what the Bible says, and we ought to ask God to search us. The Bible says, search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Why don't we start there today? Why don't we start there and say, God, search me. Search my heart. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. God, just search me. Test me. Tell me if there's anything in me that's wrong, if there's motives that are not pleasing to you. Point out to me anything that offends you. And if there's anything in me, then lead me along the path to everlasting life. God, I'm going to submit my life to you today so that the motives of my life are pure and they're after you and they're pleasing you and chasing your heart and being a blessing to other people that are around me. That's living life on purpose. My prayer for us today is that we would embrace a life on purpose and that our motive of our life would be that. Your motives may feel pure to you, but only God knows. Your life is shaping the lives of those around you because of your motives. The scripture calls us to live with pure motives, and we need God's help to do it. And so I want to pray over that today. Will you bow your head, close your eyes right where you are? Two things I want to pray about today. Number one, maybe you're watching online and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. But today is your day. I want to pray that for you today. Secondly, I want to pray that God would search our hearts today. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing right there, that God would search you and show you if there's anything that is displeasing to God so that he could help you in your journey. So Father, today, thank you for loving us. If there's any of us today with sin in our life, without relationship with you, we ask forgiveness of our life. We choose today to put you first, Jesus. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for forgiveness today. We choose to receive it. We choose to commit and live our life for you. Thank you for relationship today. And God, I pray that you would search all of our hearts today. Show anything in us that is not pure. Show us anything today that we need to receive from you. Help us, God, help us today to have pure motives and to live our life on purpose and making a difference to those around us. In Jesus' name.